английский или нет, но это слово ты знаешь еще за школы. Эксклюзивное радио на английском языке в Москве. Guys, на частоте 105.3. На сайте capitalfm.moscow. В умных колонках. Алиса, включи радио Capital FM. Хорошо. Радио Capital FM. А также прямая трансляция из открытой студии в Москва-Сити на нашей странице ВКонтакте. Слушай, как хочешь. Слушай, где хочешь. Слушай. Capital FM Moscow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Alan Moore, and you're listening to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I know you're all ready for another hour of pure unrefined sports power and Capital Sports is going to give it to you whether you like it or not. Well, you will like it and you want it. We know that. In a moment, we're going to hear grown men or a grown man and a grown woman cry live on air. Yes, that is going to happen, folks. That is really going to happen. We're going to round up the ongoings of this weekend's wild, wild times in the English Premier League and the Russian Premier League as well. And look ahead to the uh, matches next week where two teams are probably going to be under new coaches. Yeah, that is going to happen, folks. We predicted last week we're half way there. In part two, Andy Mack, he's going to tell us why the Celtic Rangers derby is not so important or interesting in the overall scheme of uh, football derbies, mostly called Classicos. And of course then, Nima Rutsari, our very good friend, he is going to join us and he's going to tell us about the Inter-Juve derby, which is actually, well, it's kicking off right now. And um, he is going to tell us about the topsy-turvy world of Italian football. And then in part three, we have the big fat filthy quiz. It's going to be bigger, fatter and filthier this week. Trust me, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Um, okay, we said that Bruce, uh, I was going to say Bruce Lee, Steve Bruce, he was going to go. He's going to be given the chop by uh, Newcastle United. He was. We said Ollie was going to go as well and now his hat is in the ring to be fired as well. Uh, especially after today's um, well, let's just say uh, spanking by Liverpool. 5-0 Manchester United lost at home. It wasn't as bad, of course, as Spartak Moscow's loss, but we'll come on to that in just a moment. Man United also beat, or sorry, West Ham United also beat Spurs 1-0 to leap, leapfrog them, uh, leap above them I should say, leapfrog them, uh, leap above them in the English Premier League. Okay, uh, Zenith of course, it was 4-0 at half time up in the uh, Gazprom Arena. It was 7-1 at full time. Even that goal back by Spartak Moscow it just doesn't count for anything. Uh, Dino Moscow, they uh, beat Himki 4-1 in the Moscow Oblast Derby. And of course, Siska, we know, they won yesterday 3-1 at home to Krylia Sovetov Samara. And uh, Loco, they are playing Sochi tomorrow at 7 o'clock at the RGA Day Arena. There are tickets there available, folks. This could be the last game for quite a while. Okay, so get out there and enjoy it. Okay, mask up, of course, mask up. All right, uh, the Russian Premier League, uh, Zenith are top out on their own 26 points. Um, they are three ahead of Dino and another, well, and still also three ahead of Siska. They're both in second and third, respectively. Uh, Sochi dropped down to fifth. Krasnodar have snuck up into fourth on goal difference ahead of Sochi, their uh, south coast rivals. Lokomotiv, if they win tomorrow, they will be level on points with and Sochi, they are on 18 points. Spartak are in 7th place on 17 points. Awful goal difference right now. 14 scored, 7 conceded. Okay. In the English Premier League, um, yeah, I, 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 we always say like plus Sachons, but direct, or that was like, you know, well, there's all changes. Uh, Chelsea are top of the table on 22 points. 
Liverpool are on 21 points just behind but Liverpool of course have a better goal difference Man City in third on 20 points and West Ham up in Champions League places uh, on 17 points so that's not too bad for them uh, Spurs down into sixth on 15 points they were in fourth starting today Brighton 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 Fifth place on 15 points. And Man United are hanging on there in there in the Conference League place on 14 points. OK. Uh, also, Major League Baseball, the World Series, is starting on Tuesday morning at 3.06. I don't know why they say 3.06, but it is 3.06 in the morning Moscow time. The Atlanta Braves against the Houston Astros. Now, the, it's, it's really weird when you say the Atlanta Braves because most people don't really like them because of who owns them and so on and so forth. Um, However, up against the Houston Astros with their history of cheating, um, we'll come on to that a bit later. I actually get a special on to that. They were actually banging a bin, banging a bin to let uh, the guys know what kind of pitch was going to be thrown at the uh, batter. So there you go. So that's a uh, Houston cheating all the way to a World Series victory. OK, I'm going to start off right away with Andrew Flint. Andrew, um, we're expecting tears on air, of course. I've, I've promised our listeners that it would be. So, um, Isolde, if you can mute your, uh, if you can mute Isolde, because there's a lot of noise where you are. But, uh, Andrew, okay, let's start off. Spartak spanked 7-1 up in St. Pete's. Um, Victoria's gone, gone, finished, finished, null, gone, correct? Well, he blooming well should be. I think spanking has been extremely generous. That was, um, well, I, I probably won't get into details because my mother might be listening, but um, there are other other ways to describe that. It was an absolute embarrassment from them. Um, pretty much nothing went right. Um, Zanine, I actually thought before the game, I did think they were going to win big, but I thought there'd be pressure on them because they'd lost the last two. Um, I mean, Zanine losing at all is, is, is unusual. Two in a row is unheard of. Um, Sparta, I just don't see how Victoria can get out of this one. Um, any shame, uh, any pride whatsoever, he should walk. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, looking, look, looking at, we did say that it was going to be tough for Sparta coming up. Um, even looking ahead yeah. uh, at the the next games coming up from, it is, you know, they're playing Rostov at home. Okay, they could, they should get a result out of that. That is next Saturday, uh, yeah. and then right after that, then they're at home against Lokomotiv. So, do you think maybe they'll? That's on. The, that's on. <laughs> that's on the seventh. We'll be on air for that uh, on the seventh of November. Do you think that maybe they'll just let him go to that locomotive game or the damage is already done? I, I don't honestly don't know when the right time is to get rid of him. You've got the international break afterwards and normally that's when you'd see a managerial change. Um, I, I don't really see what the benefit probably would be um, unless they get somebody, unless they already have somebody in mind and they can get them in before um, before next weekend. I don't really see the point in bringing someone in after the Rostov game. Could bring someone in you know, Rostov is a relatively comfortable game to bounce back, you'd think, uh, and then gear up for the Loco game. But give you a few days before Moscow Derby is, is a disaster waiting to happen. Um, unless a certain Mr. Tedesco is tempted to come back, <laughs> which well, would be that's, you know, interesting. They, they um, were hinting, of course, well, or he himself was hinting that he was uh, being approached. He himself said in Jeremy that he had been mm-hmm. approached, which he hadn't been, to come back to Lokomotiv Moscow. Now, that's what he said. We know that's not true, but... Um, he, yeah. he he shouldn't come back. I mean, he left kind of, you know, with the fans kind of thinking, ah, oh, he's not, not that bad of a guy. If he comes back, it's going to be a disaster. Well, it's, this is the thing. So the second time round is, um, is never the same as the first. 
Um, he was a really entertaining character and he got the players fired up. Um, I think the easiest example is to look at Jordan Larson. We mentioned about the rumours of him moving away. He's still not scored or assisted in domestic football this season. And he was electric last season under Tedesco. Now, they clicked for whatever reason it was. Would it be the same coming back? It, it never is. It's tempting from an emotive perspective, but... Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure who they should go for next, but um, certainly not stick with Vittoria, that's sure. OK, because, I mean, I mean, Spartak, I mean, you know, midweek, they did look good at times uh, against Leicester City. They lost 4-3, mm-hmm. of course, an absolute barnstorming yeah. match. Um, but it's kind of, that, that, that kind of mirrored what happened midweek uh, with Oli Gunnar Sanchar and Manchester United. 2-0 down, I turned off, I said, ah, here, I'm going to bed, and you come back and win. 4-2 so or 3-2 excuse me with Cristiano Ronaldo being the hero of the night um, Andrew I mean like Ollie now he's, he's, he's gone as well isn't he this is probably the only manager and club where I'd have to say I can't say that for certain I mean he absolutely should do of all results in the entire calendar possible losing to Liverpool under any circumstances is a disaster um, but losing it's not just losing. It's not just losing 5-0. Liverpool are a brilliant side, far better than Manchester United. Um, it, it was just a complete, incoherent lack of direction about the side. But, I mean, when you pick Fred and McTominay as a centre midfield partnership, that in- instantly says, we're trying to contain you. When you've got Paul Pogba on the bench. Now, I know he got sent off he's 15 minutes on the pitch, but he's the only sort of player who can make a difference there. Bruno Fernandes was off colour. Jaden Sanjay, you spend £80 million pounds on him and he sits on the bench the entire game. But listen, and he says I, the coaching team are brilliant. Sorry, no, listen, wait, wait, wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back because remember, this, this, I don't know if it's brought up today. Uh, 10 years, well, actually, just one day short of 10 years ago, or one day more than 10 years ago, 10 years in a day, Man City bet Manchester United and United under pump kind of at the yeah. time, 6 1. You know? Uh, October 1996, Southampton 6, Manchester United 3. Okay, October 1996 as well. Newcastle United five, Manchester United nil. Um, October 1999, Chelsea five, oh, Manchester United nil. Uh, March okay, then March 2009, Liverpool four, Manchester United one. Also in Old Trafford. Um, you know, there's, there's a few of those defeats happen under certain Mr. Alex Ferguson, uh, and he lived to fight another day. So why get rid of Ollie now? But- I mean. What's the, what's the point, uh, Isla? Well, did we not see, did we not I mean, uh, uh, Sir Alex today in the crowd? Was that not the most awkward moment in the second half where the crowd shot to him and they show him shaking his head, looking in disbelief at United? And then the next shot is Sir Kenny Dalglish looking like the cat who got the cream. The reality is United are in free fall. And at some point they need to stop this because they have the players to do it. But they you can't continue under that manager. It's actually, like, the only people who want to see Ole succeed now or stay in, stay in the job are non-Man United fans. And on behalf of Spurs, let's keep Ole there. He's got potential. Let's give it another five months. OK, talk, talking year. about Spurs, Eselt, um, uh, an embarrassing game. It was, it was one of the worst games. Uh, I, I mean, and I'm taking this on good it regards. Was, it was an awful game. It was really poor. Yeah, really, really bad yeah. game, and they deserve to lose. They deserve to actually just, you know, basically pull out of the Premier League at this stage. They're, they're a disgrace to football, in fairness, Spurs are. <laughs> We're not Newcastle, so look. Uh, hold on, no, no, no. Newcastle, no, you can, you can blame the owners for Newcastle, but you blame the fans and the players for Spurs. That's a different thing. Oh, there's nothing wrong with our fans. We're good <laughs> what? people. We hold blame on. the player. 
Even the dogs in the street, even the dogs in the street out in Blanchetown <laughs> are turning against them. Or the huskies in the street, I should say. Or the huskies in their no, beds are turning I, against Spurs. I've got one husky who has turned against Spurs. She growled at me earlier when I told her the score. However, look, Spurs, I didn't think Nunes would last that long. Um, will he be gone before Ole? Let's hope so. The reality is, Spurs are so hit and miss. It's like you can't tell what team will turn up. And that's not good. With United, at least, you know that these are a team who are capable of better. The problem is the manager. The no, wait. I, I, listen, players. listen. I'll, I'll, I'll say something in defence of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, and yes, you know, he, he can blame his players. We can all blame the players. That's okay. Um, and I don't know Paul Popper, why was he sitting on the bench and so on? Andrew, you mentioned that. Well, he Paul, got sent off the minute he got off. Yeah, I mean, so he got splinters one way or the Paul, other. Paul, yeah, exactly. Paul Pogba for me, um, he is absolutely world class for France. And he is an absolute fucking disgrace for United. I'm sorry, he he's he's a disgrace. Yeah, I, I would I would just say under a manager, the, the, if you don't respect the, the, the manager, no, it doesn't. No, this is not about the manager; it's about himself. Like he 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 is he is just a less talented. Um, what you may call him? The the Italian just blanked his name. Balotelli. What? He's a less talented Balotelli. That's what he is. Okay. Well, That's all the he is. argument I would make, I would say, is no, if, no, you're no, being no, paid, I, if you're being paid a six-figure sum and you can't motivate yourself, that is a really sad reflection of you as a human being. There you go. That's it. Okay, Andrew, Andrew, I mean, we, we can say, you know, Pogba should have been on the solo, but he, he has done nothing. He's just an embarrassment to United. His, his lack of consistency is, a, is, is an absolute joke, and I, I, cannot, I cannot defend it, but even still, you've got Fred... On the pitch for 90 minutes. It doesn't matter how bad Pogba is. Him and his Look, worst that, better than Fred. He's there for There's no excuse for the rest of us. We all it, enjoyed seeing Fred on the pitch. Listen, for this, everyone who isn't a United fan. Everyone, everyone, everyone thought like the reason why Fred gets a bad. Uh, deal, in my opinion, I think he's actually a decent player, is because his name is Fred. If his name was Mourinho, we, or if his name was Paulinho, or something like that, people go, look, oh, he's actually look, not that bad. Can we, can we just Alan, talk Alan, about, if, for a if, second, can we talk about how good Salah is? Because we never give him credit. My God, that man is a joy to watch. Oh, actually, that's, there was a great thing midweek. Uh, who was it? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Miguel Delaney had a lovely piece about Salah looked at Cristiano Ronaldo and what he ate and how he ate and how he worked out and trained and realised that he had to do the same. Oh, my sweet Jesus. I mean, okay, Mo Salah, oh. who's like, you know, asthmatic Mo Salah, the fella who, you know, oh, okay. Uh, listen, moving oh. on very, very quickly. Uh, uh, Andrew, Andrew, um, Mo Salah is very, very good. Uh, you know, I, I do not want to be him not in uh, 10 years' time. <laughs> in 10 years' time, when his whole cardiovascular system breaks down. But anyway, okay, tomorrow's game, Loco Sochi. Uh, what do you reckon, Andrew? Um, it's actually a very big game. It's like you mentioned, they breeze with close to the table. Um, but if Loco beat them, they would go above them on head-to-head record. I think Loco are going to hold them to a very tight game. I think they'll edge it just, but I think both teams will score. OK, uh, then uh, the next round of matches, the uh, unlucky 13, Zenit home against Dinamo. That, that's a top-of-the-table clash. Dinamo win, mm-hmm. and they are joint top. Um what you reckon? Are Dinamo good to be top, or should they always be a bottom? At the bottom. Uh, well, <laughs> I think um, I don't think Zenit are going to uh, absolutely pump them by seven goals this time. But I do think that was exactly the result Zenit needed. They're full of confidence again. They've 
everybody scoring. I do think it's too much for for Dinamo. Although I do think they will stay as the nearest challengers over the season. But next week, I think it's a Leeds game. Okay, uh, Ruby and Siska. Uh, that's on fr- Friday night, seven o'clock on um, Saturday at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Ruby and Siska. Siska. I mean, it's it's not going to be easy for them, but they have just a little bit too much for Ruby right. at this stage, don't they? You think so? Yeah, Rubin have fallen flat. They've—I don't know how many they've lost. I think they've only won one game in the last seven or eight, something like that. Um, and Tisk are starting to click. They're looking a bit ominous. Not blowing teams away, but a very good unbeaten run. So I think, um, yeah, I think Cisco will edge this one. Okay, uh, then looking further ahead, uh, Spartak Rostov, we spoke with that already, so Spartak <laughs> should be winning that. Under which yeah. uh, manager, we don't know, that's at 4.30 on Saturday. That's if the match goes ahead, if the match goes ahead. Um, uh, Nishnovgrod wow. uh, hosting Lokomotiv Moscow, that is on Saturday 7 o'clock, that will go ahead most likely. Um, Loco should win that, but Nizhny have, have proved me wrong for sure this year. Uh, it won't be easy for them. Well, I, I do think they, I do think they will win this one because for some un- bizarre reason, Nishinov got absolutely dreadful at home. I think they won the first home game against Sochi and they've lost every other game at their own stadium. They picked up virtually all their points on the road, so I do think Loco are strong favourites for this. But like you say, um, it's not going to be foregone conclusion. But I do think Loco are the reasonably strong favourites here. I oh, think I win this. Okay, one. Isolt, um coming back to you on this one. Uh, before we let you back uh, to have dinner, because I know you're, you've been released into the wild in Dublin. Um, next Saturday, seven thirty, Spurs against Man, C- Man United. Uh, who's going to get back on track quicker? Easily. Um, sorry. Oh, who's going to get him back on track? Yeah. Um, no, no. Who will, who will? Who will? Who will? So you think Spurs are going to get back on track? Yeah, I think Man United are the team that are going to walk away from that fixture, going, "We're the team in trouble," um, because I just think Spurs. <laughs> stop it! Stop it, Andrew! Stop it now! That's embarrassing. You're a team that is behind Ole. We all saw the team walking out tonight. Spurs fans were there to the bitter end. We'll be there next week. Whereas your guys will be sitting at home watching on your sofas. Okay. Uh, I'm not crying. I'm okay. laughing. All right. So on that, note, on that note, um, I'll quickly ask you both. Uh, will Ollie be gone before next weekend, Andrew? Yes or no? Oh, I'm yes going to say no? yes because yes? I want it so badly. He'll be gone. Yes. Isolde, will yeah, Ollie be gone? No, next weekend will be his swan song and we'll enjoy every second. Okay, that is very oh, good. Damn you. Okay, uh, on that note, we're going to uh, let Isol get back to, or get get to back to her dinner and then uh, Andrew set up for the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. We're coming back, of course, with uh, Neva Rutsari and Andy Mack after the break. We're going to go out with um, a very, a, like a brilliant artist and uh, someone who sort of like lit up last summer for us. And we sort of, or actually two summers ago, I should say, 2019. This is Dermot Kennedy, Power Over Me, back with Andy Mack and Nima Rutsari. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I want to be king in your story. I want to know who you are. I want your heart to be for me. Oh, I want you to sing to me softly. Because then I'm out running the dark. That's all that love ever taught me Oh, I Call and I'll rush out Call out of breath now You got that power over me
remember the lake in the moonlight Remember you shivered and shone I'll never forget what you looked like on that night But I know that time is gonna take me I know that day's gonna come I just want the devil to hate me Oh, I call and I'll rush out All out of breath now You got that power over me knows you well That lesson of love All that it was I need you to see You got that power over me My mind Everything I hold dear Resides in those eyes You got that power over me My mind The only one I know The only one on my mind You got that power over Завершение уикенда на Capital. Join us on a journey from the beach to the dance floor. Chicane presents Sunsets. Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Welcome back, folks. And remember to grow your sales, brand awareness, and grab your target audience. You need a great brand ambassador. Mash Business Consulting represents the brightest stars in Russian sport who will show shine around the world for your business. Okay, folks, we're going to contact uh, Andy Mack and uh, Nima Rutsari in just one moment. They are waiting online for us. Uh, before we do, of course, a reminder again that uh, Spartak Moscow went down 7-1 today uh, up in Zenith, or up against Zenith up in St. Petersburg. A uh, bit of a rough one there for them. Um, however, you know, uh, it, it, Rui Vittoria, as we were saying, he is probably on the way out. Um, okay, we're going to go straight away to uh, our dear Andy Mack, Andy Mack, who's waiting for us patiently. Andy, um, Okay, let's 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 just recap slightly on today. This kind of derby, let's just call it a derby, the Man United and the Liverpool derby. Uh, United humiliated. Um, Andrew thinks or hopes that Oli is gone uh, by this time next week. Is he going to be gone? 
I think Mr. Flint might be closer to his uh, his little instinct that he had that they'll be reluctant to get rid of him. Um, but I mean, one or two more bad results, and they're coming because that that fixture list is horrible coming up. Um, I, I don't think he I don't think he'll see out November, but I think he'll still be there next week. Okay, I mean that's that's what Isil said as well. She thinks that he'd be still there next week, um, but that he will then be sort of uh, let's just say shunted out of there. Uh, the other, of course, London Derby today, um, West Ham won against we had one nil against Spurs. That was good. Um, that that Spartak game. I mean, were you surprised at that result? You you didn't think they were going to lose that badly, though, did you? No, I didn't. Um, but then the uh, the manner of which Leicester absolutely tore them a new one midweek with without even you know with. 75% of their first team there um, was totally embarrassing. Um, I, I'm surprised that Zenit got it quite so right. But um, they played okay against Juve in, in, in spits and spurts. But I, I didn't expect that kind of capitulation. But like I said, Ruvatoria's tactics do not work in Russia. Yeah, that is, that is very true. Okay, earlier on today, um, in the 97th minute, uh, Arsenal got a, a goal back. Aguero, Aguero scored a goal, um, but they lost 2-0. Uh, the Dutch, the, I should say the Dutch, the Austrian, uh, David Alaba and Vasquez, they scored. Um, I mean, it was very, very close. If that second goal hadn't gone in for Real Madrid, it could have ended up a draw, but Barcelona didn't deserve it, did they? No, um, I, I think that that could be the the first manager out of all the ones you've mentioned to go. Um, I think there will be a Dutchman uh, kicking a can outside uh, Old Trafford along with Steve Bruce in the hope that somebody rewrites Steve V by next week. Um, Barcelona have been pretty disappointing all season. Um, I think that was Aguero's sort of came on with with only a few minutes. It makes you wonder why he doesn't get more of a more of a showing, especially trailing in such a big derby. Uh, but Real Madrid have started to look a little bit better since uh, they went down to Sharif um, in the Champions League. They, they just look a more organised outfit at the moment. Barcelona don't seem to have a great deal of direction and relying on a, an awful lot of youth that have been thrown in rather than gradually brought in this season. Um, yet they're still kind of in touch. Okay, um, looking at uh, also at the moment, 23 minutes into the game, uh, Atletico Madrid won down at home to Real Sociedad. Uh, I mean, that's not, that's not good for them as well. I mean, Sociedad, okay, they're okay, but still, I mean, you'd expect Atletico to, to pull one back, wouldn't you? Well, um, that's Atletico now six points behind Sociedad. Sociedad, top of the table. Uh, they're going on quite some run, and even more impressive are the fact that they're also playing midweek football uh, in, in the competition you probably wouldn't we want to be playing in, which is the Thursday. Um, currently, it's it's pretty even at the moment. Sociedad uh, are not really backing down, so uh, they're on a great run. My, my big worry for Sociedad over the course of the season is that they don't have the same sort of size of squad to rely on as the likes of Atletico, who, I mean, just have... Even on their bench today, the likes of Carrasco, Carrera, Cunha, Jimenez, Herrera. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just incredible. And, and Sociedad don't have that, even though they have a few injuries. Now, a lot of interesting scores um, this weekend. Of course, Ajax beating uh, PSV Eindhoven, which is like kind of a Dutch derby, uh, 5-0. I mean, that, that, was, uh, that surprised an awful lot of people. Um, you know, and, and I mean, look, like looking at, at some of the scores, at the, the, the amount of goals going in, and then you go, say, to... 
Italy. We're going to speak in a moment, but you go to Italy and the, 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 they're also banging a few goals. But the big one this weekend that a lot of people were speaking about um, was Cologne and Leverkusen, which is also a derby, but that ended 2-2. Um, Andy, what is it about derbies that sort of, you know, that there's, you know, usually there's a winner and loser. Like, okay, let's not speak with the Glasgow derbies because that's sort of more on the blue side than the white and uh, green side. But what is it about derbies that actually make it interesting? Um, well, aside from the geographical aspect of it, uh, I guess it kind of stems back from societies being split. If you look at the likes of uh, an, another one in Germany, so you've got Dortmund and Schalke, um, although there's no sort of direct political or religious sectarian kind of rivalry, it actually stemmed from the fact that the, the mining industry collapsed and so did their football at the same time. And so they just turned on each other. Um, so it can be anything from that to, let's take El Clasico in, uh, in, in Spain, where it's the Basque separatists against Franco's great um, dictatorship. Um, yeah. So obviously... It's not just a footballing rivalry, it's, it's, it's claim over bragging rights, effectively. Lazio, Roma, neither of them have ever, ever really done anything in Italy, yet anyone that's been big for them has always said their two biggest games of the season are against each other, even if they don't win the league or even if they you know, don't even have a chance. That's their big game. Okay, and uh, bringing in uh, a, a good friend of the show, uh, Nima Rutari, he is... Uh, watching uh, his uh, beloved Inter Milan. They are 1-0 <laughs> up right now against Juventus. Nima, welcome back onto the show. Delighted to have you back on. Um, Good to be with you. And uh, Inter, I mean, I mean, look, looking, at, looking at Syria A at the moment, um, Napoli having a bit of a revival, you know, have, like, okay, nearly a draw today with Roma in Rome, but um, Inter are in the hunt, but they're eight points back off Napoli and Milan. Um, are you surprised with that? I'm not surprised that Napoli and Milan have had fantastic starts to the season um, at all. Um, I'm a little, I was a little bit worried uh, going into this season. We know after Antonio Conte left in the in the dramatic fashion in which he left, and then Ashraf Hakimi was sold. Uh, Christian Eriksen, obviously due to his medical injury, medical emergency in the Euros, uh, and then Hakan Chalanoglu was brought in as a replacement, um, and then Romelu Lukaku pretty much asking to be sold um, late in the window. Um, I, it, there was a, there were a lot of question marks surrounding this Inter. Who are they? Um, can I mean there is no one who can you know seriously argue that Jeko in this point of his career is better than Lukaku, that Denzel Dumfries is better than. Hakimi, or the Christian Eriksen is better than uh, Hakan Chalanolu. But uh, regardless of that, uh, you know, dis- or, or kind of because of that, with this new coach, with a Simon Inzaghi that plays much more direct, Inter uh, have worked in attack, but hemorrhage goals defensively. Um, and, and that has been kind of what you expect. But no, I'm not surprised. It's early days. I mean, Marcello Lippi famously once said that the Serie A does really begin until round match day 10 and onwards. It's really rather preliminary before that. And that's something that Max Allegri, the Juventus coach, kind of echoed going into this game, saying, look, even if we lose, I'm not too worried because um, there's so much left to play for. Listen, I've, been in, I've, I've listened to uh, Semper Inter. Uh, Semper Inter, of course, your, your, your podcast. Um, and there, there does seem to be that kind of thing of, of a bit of realism about Inter. Because a few years ago, of course, under um, uh, uh, Jose Mourinho, they, you know, they, they were a, a very dominant side. But you, 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 do you see a kind of a, a rebuild happening with them? 
It's kind of difficult to talk about a rebuild when your owner, Suning, is going through a complete mental, uh, complete financial and almost mental breakdown. <laughs> yes, well, I was going, that, that's it. I mean, it, it looks like they, they financially, it's like very, very dodgy. But at the same time, you know, there, there is an opportunity for them just to sort of, you know, work this season. They're playing well this season, but then next season to absolutely destroy teams. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, the, the most important thing, it's quite obvious that given the geopolitical system, you know, the geopolitical reality that we live in, Chinese owners in top football is no longer viable. Um, and it's quite clear that China wants to protect itself by, by not allowing capital to leave the country and football is seen as a luxury um, in, in that aspect. And you can understand their reasoning. So it's, I think it's, it's, it's only a matter of time before Inter gets sold. Um, from uh, by Suning, I think it's inevitable to be honest. But until that day happens, you know, it's it is a team that has been built where very well throughout these four or five years by or three four years by Beppe Marotta, the sporting director, who this week said that the, he this is going to be his last sporting director job because he's getting on a bit. You know, he, his words not mine. Um, he's sixty five years old. He'll be sixty five soon, and he 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 said this is going to be if he signs, it's going to be his last contract as a sporting uh, director, and then he wants to have a kind of a more less stressful job, uh, and and having and be and working as a sporting director or any kind of director or CEO for sport as his official title is at Inter is a very stressful job and I can understand why he's he's looking forward to retiring from that um, but he's done an absolutely amazing job I think you know to succeed at Juventus is not you know it's it's of course they you know just to get to Juventus in a directorial position is is quite impressive and his career is incredibly impressive but to do so at Inter and and to do so at a club that is so unstable um, is incredibly impressive and he's had to deal with so much weird nonsense since he took over that I don't think even he could have imagined in his wildest dreams. Um, Andy Mack, bring you back in on this. I mean, you, you of course, uh, are uh, a news editor um, and a successful one at that as well. And you're looking more at the, the you know, kind of news and business side of things. Um, how serious is this situation in China? And um, do you think the name is right in terms of that, you know, there's going to have to be some new buyer coming in from you know, from somewhere, uh, but definitely not from China. Um, yeah, almost certainly. The the situation in China at the moment, um, the, the the government's very much stepping in. They're not actually, for, for once, uh, the whole Evergrande construction business, which is defaulting or, or just about hanging on at the moment. They just missed, uh, just saved themselves from a second default uh, this weekend. Um, the fact that the government's got so involved but isn't w willing to bail them out in this case says a lot, and it's having big repercussions outside of China. Um, so a lot of that money, I think, will be gradually watered back into the country, um, as, as we were just discussing there. Um, so I think if there is going to be another buyer, it will certainly be outside, because um, there's obviously a lot of scrutiny about where a lot of the bonuses and shares that were sold right before it crashed um, went and some of that may well have ended up in Italian football. Oh, okay. Um, on that, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at say some of the the owners. There's a lot of foreign owners now have moved in 
uh, to uh, Italian football, even, uh, let's just say, a rather questionable owner that I know myself um, personally, who's moved in from Canada to uh, one of the sides. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I mean, this is stuff, like this is money that really, well, you say, always moved in strange circles, usually on the backs of motorbikes across the border between USA and Canada. <laughs> but, but, um, do you think that this kind of rush of foreign capital into Italian football has damaged the league a little bit, or damaged Italian football? I don't, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, I think what has damaged the league is the league itself. Serie A can never, will never give up and not miss out on an opportunity to get to not get out of its own way. Um, this league does not understand PR. This league does not understand that how it looks. It just they, it, it is archaic. It's very symptomatic. I, I mean, Italian football is incredibly symptomatic. The problems in Italian football are very symptomatic of the problems of Italian society as a whole. There's a very there's there's an old elite that run things that 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 don't understand that it's 2021 and not 1982. And and that is that is what's the problem with Italian football as a whole. Um, as for the money coming in, look, it depends on who's coming in. I think that the the North American investors that you were so beautifully <laughs> alluding to. I was very carefully ago. alluding to them. Very, very, very carefully. Yeah. Yes, I know you absolutely you are. I don't want to um, end up as part uh, of a pylon in a bridge. That's the one thing. <laughs> But look, um, I think I think that's something going to continue, and I think that's good for Italian football, and I think it's good for them because these most of these people are of, it, of Italian descent. Uh, and, and if, if they're like Rocco Comiso, was actually actually born in Italy and was a first generation immigrant to the United States, where he made himself a fortune, and then now he's returned investing in Fiorentina, or if it is like U.S. super lawyer uh, Joey. Joe Tacopina, who you know, who's, who's one of the best lawyers in America, uh, tr trial lawyers that is, and he's he's also historic uh, in the sense that he's a president that he's the only president in Italian football that has had three consecutive promotions through the through the different tiers when he was at Venezia, Bologna, etc. Now he now he's at Spal. I think you know they understand the culture, they understand from their parents what the culture is, wh which country they've arrived to, but they also bring with them what they've learned in America growing up there. And I think that's something that is good for, for, for Italian football. I think that's a recipe that is very good for Italian football because Italian football is different. It's not like the Premier League. It, you can't just come in and bankroll your way through. There are, there are, there are power structures and, and bureaucracy in place that you could not even imagine. And you have to understand and be very diplomatic and be able to handle these different you know, power structures in order to get to succeed in Italian football. Okay. And this is something that these guys understand. Okay. Um, Andy, just a quick one for you. Actually, no, I'm going to ask you, Nima, start with you. Um, in terms of the development of like Italian clubs within Europe, um, can we see a Serie A team, for example, matching up with Bayern Munich in the later stages of the uh, Champions League? Or are they still a little bit away from that? No, 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 no. Look, no, no Italian team can 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 seriously fight or win the Champions League or, or even get to the semi-finals. Right now, Italian football is far, far, far away. I think quarter-final is is roughly where we are. Um, that, that's the level they're at. Um, I mean, Milan finally came back after almost a decade away, and they were good, but they're completely out of it. You know, yeah. they they need to work themselves back into it. Inter are looking finally after a slow start, looking like they can go through through uh, through from the group stage. Juventus will almost certainly go through. I think Atalanta as well, but none of them have what it takes to compete with the PSGs, the Bayern Munichs, the Man Cities, 
I mean, it's 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 near impossible. Okay, uh, Andy, Mike, would you, would you concur with that? I mean, that Italy's still light years away, and maybe even the Bundesliga as well. Um, in, in terms of Italy, I'd I'd I'd, I'd kind of agree. I'd, I'd say a lot of the big teams are kind of going through a transitional period. Juve in reverse, um, Inter and AC Milan going the other way, going in the right direction at the moment. But obviously, there's so much fragility around surrounding everything about the clubs in Milan at the moment. Um, I mean, even AC Milan yesterday struggled over the line against nine men Bologna, I believe it was. Um, and, and, and that's one of the teams, you know, it's going to be your, your sort of flagship club going forward potentially in Europe. But they, they won't be consistent or good enough to make an impact. Uh, Bundesliga, I mean, Bayern Munich is still good enough to win it. The others, probably not. Okay. Listen, guys, thank you so much, Nima. Thank you very much for joining us. It's still 1-0. It's in an injury time, I think, in the first half. So, uh, fingers uh, crossed for Inter and, of course, Sempre Inter. Thank you so, so much, Nima. <laughs> thank you so much. Good to be with you. Okay. Andy, Mac, thank you very much. I know you're going to stay on with us uh, for the Big Five Filter Quiz coming up. Correct? Always. All right. Lovely. Okay. Folks, of course, uh, that segment was brought to you in partnership with... Match Business Consulting, representing the brightest stars in Russian sport. Find your ideal brand ambassador on match-business.com. And we're going to go out into the break because, of course, we're still kind of in, in, a, in a happy kind of party mood, uh, setting ourselves up for the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. We're going to go out with, well, actually, this is sort of the opposite of this because we're not stressed out. But this is the 21 Pilots and Stressed Out. Back after the break with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words I wish I found some chords in an order that is new I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang I was told when I get older all my fears would shrink But now I'm insecure and I care what people think My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. smell will take me back to when I was young How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from? I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it, never sell out of it I'd probably only sell one If it's my brother Cause we have the same nose, same clothes Homegrown as stones thrown from a creek we used to roam But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered Out of student loans and treehouse homes We all would take a ladder My, my name's Blurry Face and I
ship and then we fly far away Used to dream of outer space but now they're laughing at the face Saying wake up you need to make money Yeah. We used to play pretend, give each other different names We would build a rocket ship and then we fly far away Used to dream of outer space but now they're laughing at the face Saying wake up you need to make money Yeah. Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When the mama sang us to sleep But now we're stressed out Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When the mama sang us to sleep But now we're stressed out We used to play pretend, used to play pretend bunny We used to play pretend, wake up, you need the money We used to play pretend, used to play pretend bunny We used to play pretend, wake up, you need the money Pretend, give each other different names We would build a rocket ship and then we'd fly far away Used to dream of outer space but now they're laughing at the face Saying wake up, you need to make money yeah. Лучшее завершение уикенда на Capital Join us on a journey From the beach to the dance floor Chicane presents Sunsets Каждое воскресенье в 11 вечера провожаем отличный уикенд. Встречаем новую неделю. Capital Commercial. Вспомни, как долго ты выбираешь фильм или сериал. Время выбирать прошло. Наступило время смотреть. Легкий поиск и продвинутая система рекомендаций. Иви быстро и точно подберут фильм, который вам точно понравится. Иви скорее к истории. Реклама 18 плюс. With Alan Moore. Okay, welcome back, folks. Of course, it is time for the uh, showdown of the week, the Big Fat Filthy Quiz here on Capital Sports. I'm Moscow's Capital FM. And you can hear from me that not just that I'm laughing, but I'm also smiling as well because I really am not looking forward to this. Every week, the stress builds and builds and builds. So even though I played that song, like, you know, stressed out, it does, re- it does relate to me when, uh, when we come up with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Okay, so again, uh, some of those big games today. Uh, Manchester United getting hockeyed uh, in every sense by Liverpool 5-0. Spartak going down 7-1 against St. Petersburg. And uh, some of the interesting ones, of course, uh, that uh, Barcelona lost again 2-1. So it could be another man out the door there. Mr. Coman is gone with that. Uh, it is still uh, 1-0 between uh, Sociedad and Letic Madrid. And it is halftime. Inter Milan are 1-0 up against Juventus. OK, of course, the United States Grand Prix in Formula 1 is on. Um, uh, Verstappen, he is uh, back in the lead, I believe, yeah, uh, after Hamilton went in for a pit stop. OK, uh, uh, Verstappen was on pole Hamilton got by him and uh, yeah there we go so that's what happened okay folks um, boys I hope you're all ready because we don't have any ladies with us tonight well not that I know of and not some changes have taken place in the last <laughs> week um, who knows with our crew so uh, I hope I have everyone I know I've got Alex Alex B you were there with us you're back with us oh I most certainly am <laughs> great okay and you're still Alex and not Alexandra correct no, no, I'm still Alex last time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask you for photo evidence of that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here we go. Right, so, guys, uh, we are going to fly through this. So, Double N, you're going to kick off Dennis, Andy, Mac, Andrew, Flint, Peter P, and Alex B. Okay, so, again, you have to identify the sport 
and the person then speaking, okay? So uh, it'll help you with the sport and then the person speaking, all right? So uh, my apologies for this because it is going to be um, interesting. So uh, double N starting for you, okay? You have an interesting character here who's kind of like laughing and joking, but I guarantee that you do know who this person is, okay? Okay, can you hear me, Alex B? Or sorry, uh, double N, you can hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Good. So you're coming through to loud and clear right now. Okay. So we'll just set this up for you. All right. Uh, if I could, this this bloody thing. Okay. So it's starting here uh, beside me. So it's going to come in now in just one moment. So uh, turn your ears up and uh, here we go. Welcome. Welcome to London. Welcome to the UK. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be again in London. And uh, always I come to London. I have a good mood. It's like a city for me. I like London very much. Okay, so the sport, first of all, tell me what the sport is, do you think? I think it's football. No, it's not. It's boxing. No, no it's boxing. So who is it? Who's speaking? Which boxer is speaking, do you think? Uh, he's most probably from abroad, but... Yeah. Um, he's not English, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know, let's say Povetkin. Oh, do you know what? Wrong side of the border. It's uh, Klitschko. Okay, it is oh, Klitschko. Okay. Yeah, yes, Vitali Klitschko. Uh, okay, all right, good try. Okay, I'll give you a point for that. I'll give you a point because you, you kind of got the accent kind of right. Okay, Andy Mack, this is uh, for you. Uh, I think you'll you'll you will like this one. Okay, um, it's an interesting one, um, and you'll know the voice almost right away. So, are you ready, Andy Mack? Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Absolutely. Hundreds uh, of transgenders who want to take part in sport for all of the other benefits that it brings, and all we're saying is that's fine, but not elite sport because elite sport, that female section of elite sport, has to be protected. So, so that female section of elite sport has to be protected. Um, what's the sport? And who's the person speaking? Um, train spotting. Uh, <laughs> all right, not <laughs> trans spotting. Very good. Okay, so the sport. Quick, tell me. What do you reckon? Uh, football. No, it's athletics. Track and field athletics. So who was that person speaking? Um, um, you know who this is. I guarantee you know who this is. In every sense. Go on, quick. Three, no, two. out of ideas. Sally Gunnell. Oh, no, no, no. It's little miss, uh, uh, let's just say, miss number two is Paula Radcliffe. Paula Radcliffe, Okay. So there you go. Paul Rath, of course, midweek was crying out saying that, uh, you know, that things should be done and you know, UK sport is very, very important and so on and so forth. OK, uh, here we go. This is all for you. OK, this off you, Andrew Flint. Uh, this is an interesting one. This is a very, very interesting one. Are you ready? Andrew, are you ready? Andrew Flint, are you there with us? I am, I am, sorry, Finally, well when you said interesting, I'm not sure it's a good thing, but I'm ready. All right, here we go. So you get the sport and then the person. Here we go. ...used and why. It was prescribed for allergies and respiratory problems. Um, I've been a, a lifelong sufferer of asthma, um, and I, I went to my team doctor at the time, and we went to, in turn went to a specialist to see if there was anything else we could do to cure these problems. Uh, Okay, so he's an asthma, lifelong, of course, after he was caught <laughs> taking an asthma inhaler. Uh, 
Who? What's the sport? And who is it? This sport is very wide, actually. Yeah, we're not. Well, going it's, to... it's one of two sports. I'm trying to work out which one it is. Now I've said that, it's probably a third sport. But now I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go s- cycling. Very well done. Five points. Okay. And who is it? Ah, uh, God. I, I, I know it's not Bradley Wiggins, but I can't think of another name right now. <laughs> so who are you going to say? Chris Froome? No? I'll say Bradley, Bradley Wiggins, but I know it's not him. Well done. It was him. Five points for you. So ten points, you're out in the lead. <laughs> well done. Okay. Now we have Peter P. Peter P., you're going to love this one. I swear you're going to love this one, okay? So, uh, are you ready, Peter P.? I sure am. Okay, this, so you this, don't disappoint me. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one for you, and I tell you, you're going to, you're going to, you are going to know who this is and the sport as well. So here we go. So you tell us the sport and then the person. And I've never had such treatment before from any other umpire or any other match. And I just found it quite odd, and it was um, a little bit disrupting, and it was just definitely an experience. Okay, so the sport and the person. Who was it? So first of all, tell me the sport. All right, uh, professional uh, badminton. <laughs> it's a racket sport. It's tennis, but okay. So who was it? Who was it? Can, can you can you please tell me like in, in like two words, or like three words or less, which more or less what she was talking about? Because I couldn't understand anything. <laughs> okay, she was talking about her treatment from tennis umpires that it was very unfair. So who was it? Oh, then oh, then the sport is tennis. Well, yeah, I just said it was tennis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who is it? Quick, tell me. Uh, uh, Polar. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! No, it's Venus Williams. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a point for that out of anything. Oh, my God. Okay. Finally, Alex B. This is one for you now. You you will get out in front of this. I I know you will. This is set up for you. Okay. You know who this is, and uh, you're going to get this one right. So here we go. Uh, you ready, Alex B? Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm the big dog here. Whatever I say goes. Michael Jordan and I are friends, and I call him all the time because I like his brand Jordan sneakers and his clothes. And he sends them and, to and you. for free. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. The sport and the person. Mm. Oh, the sport's basketball. Yeah, basketball. And who's the person? The person. Mm. Yeah, no. Couldn't tell you. Well, I'm going to say Scotty Pippen. Oh, no. No, actually, that'd be no, no. Magic Johnson, Irvin Magic Johnson. Oh, okay, Magic but Johnson. listen, you got it right. You got it right. It was the the Jordan kind of references throw it uh, a little bit. Okay, uh, so right now it is uh, Andrew Flint's out of front on ten. Peter P and Andy Mack have not scored a point. Double N has one point, and Alex B is in second place on five. Okay, here we go. The missing word. We're going to fly through this. Okay, uh, for Double N, Double N. Bruce given the what at Newcastle? Bruce given the what at Newcastle? Oh, Bruce is getting, um, let's say, his final warning. No. no. <laughs> I'm going to give you a point just because it is kind of point. No, give him the chop. Give him the chop in Newcastle, okay? Uh, all right, uh, Andy Mack, uh, this one is for you. Russian ladies for Maltese. Russian ladies are what for Maltese? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 Better in chocolate. 
<laughs> Chocolate and all. Our two good for the Maltese, of course, Russia winning midweek 3-0 against the Maltese. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you I'll give you five points for that. That's quite good. Okay. Uh, next up, Andrew Flint. Okay. Uh, Andrew Flint. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, what? Man United. <laughs> oh, Christ. Is that, yeah, no end of words. Um, how clean do I have to be? Just answer the question, whatever you want. <laughs> quick. Quick. Pump. <laughs> it's actually blank. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a point. It's blank. Okay. Uh, Peter P. What a probe... Independently, water probe, or sorry, water probe. What? What? What do water what? probe? Water probe. Are you ask, are you asking me what what do I want to probe? <laughs> yeah, no, not what. Okay, water. The World Anti Doping Association uh, Agency. They probed what? Who did they probe? Magic <laughs> Johnson. Anybody who was uh, up for it, I guess. I don't know. It's a free world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> Water probe reveals British cycling tested athletes independently. Okay, finally, Alex B. Restoring some um, uh, sanity to this. Um, Spartak, what? Leicester City. What? Hmm. <laughs> Spartak, what? Leicester City. Spartak smashed Leicester City. Wow. I'll, give you, I'll give you three points for it. It's actually the opposite. Again, they fall short against Leicester City. Okay, very quickly, okay? You just have to give me yes, or, well, quick. Odd one out, okay? This is about the Major League Baseball, the World Series, okay? Uh, double end for you. Uh, who's the odd one out? You just have to tell me very, very quickly. Seattle Mariners, Boston Red Sox, or the Arizona Diamondbacks? Quick, who? Um, let's say Boston Red Sox. No. Uh, okay, and... Okay, uh, because uh, the Seattle Mariners have never been in a World Series. Okay, uh, Andy Mack, right. for you. Seattle Mariners, Colorado Rockies, or Arizona Diamondbacks? Um, Rockies. Yes, why? Quickly. Because John Denver can't tell the difference between mountains. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, it's because that they have, they've played in the World Series but never won one, okay? They've won, played one in 1993 and lost it. Okay, <clears throat> Andrew Flint. Uh, the Miami or Florida Marlins, the Kansas City Royals, Toronto Blue Jays. You want to know, quick. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, it's not. It's actually the Kansas City Royals because uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, um, they are the, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Marlins have both won two out of two in the World Series, whereas the Kansas City Royals have won two out of four. Okay. Uh, Peter P. Okay. Sparky Anderson. Yeah. Sparky Anderson. Lightning Fordham. Or Lightning. Hold on, wait. Hold on, we go. Sparky. Oh, I've Googled this quickly. Sparky Anderson. Lightning Cockburn and Don Cockshore. Who's the odd one out? <laughs> uh, the first one. Yeah, you are. Have, uh, because he doesn't have uh, uh, C. C- <laughs> I can't even say it. All right. <laughs> he, he, his, his name. His name does not start with what the other two ones start oh. with. <laughs> He's gone all red now. Yeah, it's uh, well, no, it's actually, yeah, you're right, but it's because he led the Tigers and the Reds to World Series wins. There you go. The first coach to do that. Oh, I, I like my explanation better. Yeah, yours is better. Sure. Okay, and finally, the <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates, Adla- Oakland A's or the Cleveland Indians? This is for Alex B. Quick. Pittsburgh Pirates, Oakland A's or Cleveland Indians? Alex B? Alex, you have to unmute. Quick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I was okay. muted. The pirates. The pirates. The pirates? No, it's not. It's actually the Indians because uh, they have not won a World Series in 73 years. Okay, so the winner tonight, okay, on seven points, it's Andy Mack. On two points, double N. On 11 points, it's Andrew Flint. On 10 points, it's Peter P. And on eight points, it is Alex B. So, Andrew Flint, you are the winner tonight. Thank you very, very much, guys. Folks, we're going to have to go out very, very quickly off the air because we're almost running over time. Uh, this is one uh, song, uh, folks, because remember, lockdown is coming in this week. We'll be back next week uh, for Halloween to celebrate. But look, take care of yourselves. Stay uh, safe as much as possible. And let this bit of joy from Capital Sports this Sunday night flood over you. Okay?